I want to show you a trick mother showed me when you weren't around. Welcome to Spellburn, a podcast covering the Dungeon Crawl Classics role-playing game and old-school adventuring. It's time to party like it's 1974. live it's rolling and x mania is running wild we're gonna hang out with dj labas aka judge brendan and we'll go deep into x classics the kickstarter and the latest on stretch goals as well as the x insider third party x crawling personal favorite for me and more and in addition, we have a Spellburn reunion, and via reunion, we have a special third-party guest. All this and more coming up on this month's Spellburn. Woo! Okay, that's about all the energy I got. What, uh, okay. What's up, <laughs> Are you pretty? You, there's a lot going on for you, Jen. Do you want to? Uh, do you want to clue us well, in? Yeah, first off, I wanted to say how how very deeply sorry we are, Julian, that you don't get to join us with, at Gen Con this year, and that, that sucks, man. Um, Gen Con is going to be the biggest one for Goodman Games yet. There's over, like, 230 tables being run this coming week, and Ooh. yeah, it, it's a lot. Um, relocating the month prior to Gen Con was probably not the best plan in the books, but it does put me closer to the new warehouse that has already been announced that we're opening. So right. um, we will uh, we, we will get there. And no, it, it's all good. I, I actually have this weird, strange sense of calm versus panic. Like, yeah, I know something's going to go sideways, but at this point, I feel like we can roll with it. We've got a really solid staff. I uh, I heard you I, I heard you are in charge of Gen Con now, right? Is that true? You're the Gen Con mascot and diva and overall goddess of Gen Con. Is that true? Only when I wear the uh, the Chaos Lord mask. Okay, well that's okay. That's <laughs> uh and is there a a logistical relocation as well? Uh well, yeah, I no longer live in Florida. Um hmm. So that's about as specific as I think I need to be right now. But uh, yeah, we're we're getting settled. Uh, the cats are already loving the new place. So if you hear something that sounds like a bowling ball falling on my head, it's just the thumping of the cat upstairs as opposed to behind me for a change. We'll we'll just see the the flash of it since the background will like you know it'll kind of zoom. You yeah. Know, it'll, It'll come in and then come out as it flashes through the screen. A bit um, of a ripple, yeah. Yeah. Unfortunately, the podcast listeners may not know how the Zoom backgrounds just totally sort of flash in and out as you walk, quote unquote, through them. Um, yeah. It, it's a weird effect, and you can never really get it right if you try. So, oh, well. It doesn't matter if you have a green screen or the, the mm, virtual stuff. No. no and and really. it's kind of new for us. It hurts Spellburn anyway. So, yeah, it, it's still a gimmick for us. So you're keeping your sanity and you're just getting ready to rock and roll. Gen Con is when? Thursday? Officially? Um, officially starts in, yeah, six days. Ooh, okay, now I might vomit. Um, yeah, right? <laughs> uh, most of us will be on site between Monday and Tuesday. And Dying so Earth Tournament? Weekend. Dying Earth Tournament, there is a funnel experience that we have over five tables per time slot going on. So, yeah, it, it, it's a lot. We got the Wizard Van, we got the Ziggurat Obelisk, um, we'll have the big old Escalator Banner. Um, lots of new stuff that I actually can't talk about yet, but you'll see plenty of pictures. 
Wow, cool. So is it in Lucasville again? Uh, the gaming the area. Goodman, the yeah. Goodman gaming area. Yeah, cool. Right. Actually, yeah. most of the, the players' tickets say LOS floor or stadium floor Goodman Games. Mm. Uh, so we have an HQ table that they can go over and, and we've, you know, we'll actually have some merch at the HQ table, which is like a huge, huge thing that we've been gunning for for a while. Cool. Um, but yeah, it'll, it'll be really cool. Um, we've got some deals in the coupon book again. So a lot of things going on behind the scenes with that. Well, cool. So if you're going, if you're listening to this and this episode is going to go live at least a couple days before the real Gen Con starts. So if you're listening to this, go, don't just go to the booth and say hi to Doug, although go to the booth and say hi to Doug, but don't just you do have that. to go down to the stadium. To go say down to, to the, oh, well, you, but is, you, you got the art show down at the stadium, man. We've got like eight, eight panels of art well, for you. Now. Exactly. So go to the booth and go, but even if you go to the booth and buy your stuff and hang out and blah, 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 but you got to visit the floor. You got to see the van. You got to see the, the ziggurat, the ziggurat, right? You got to see the whole thing. So do both. What that's what I'm trying to say. Do both. Okay. That's it. I don't have any other thing. Yeah. Uh, I, everything for me is just top secret and I'm having a blast. I'm running planet skull, planet skull, planet skull. I'm having a blast with my home campaign and uh, it's, it's stupid. I'll put a, a, um, I'll put a link to my little homepage for that in the thing in the uh, show notes, just so that somebody might um, make me happy by favoriting my campaign page on obsidian portal and it gives me that little dopamine rush when i get a like or follow i'm a, I'm a slave to that so you know do that and yet you're not on facebook and well that's why because i never leave i mean i could be i just i i am i you know it'd be bad i'd be a slave already okay enough of that i think we're ready to talk to the maestro himself dj LaBoss. yeah bring it all right, Alana, please let's bring the man on. Yeah. Hello. Welcome, Brendan. You are the X-Crawl Maestro, and we're going to talk about X-Crawl. We've obviously had you on the show a few times, to say the least, yeah. but I don't think we've ever really gone deep on X-Crawl, um, you know, in, in terms of its rules, a setting, and so on. And I wanted to really um, go into that. Now, I know you, after two weeks of Kickstarter stuff, you have been on every podcast, every Twitch show, CNN, Fox News, mm-hmm. Tucker Carlson's Twitch or X thing or whatever that is. Yeah. You just done everything at this point, right? So yeah, there was I was supposed to be on an episode of Cops this week, but I got over the fence before that cop could. So uh, excellent. I think you know. Good job. So good nice. job. Skip that one. Good job. Well, I saw I saw like your shoe in just the side <laughs> view. It was like that's somebody, how you knew it was me. Yeah, like, somebody put like a shoe on there and it was cool. One green, one red. That's the kid. So I want to go all the way back to i wanted to do the ten thousand foot and i just like like tell me what x crawl is because our listeners of course i've talked about we talked about it but i want to start and say here's what x crawl is and i'm gonna then i'm gonna ask you about the stuff i think is the coolest because and jen can do the same so let us have Sure. Okay. So, um, so X crawl is, uh, I always tell people to, um, think of like your standard fantasy world, you know, your, your traditional Dungeons and Dragons style world where there is magic and monsters and dragons and all of that. Um, that world grows up, evolves and becomes our modern media saturated world. Um, uh, it, uh, uh, <laughs> um, I'm sorry. I'm having a, I'm getting messages from the family here at the same time. I'm so sorry. Um, so the, anyway, um, you know, the in this is it's kind of a despotic world. All of those elements still uh, exist, and they use it to kind of uh, suppress the uh, you know suppress the people. And uh, now uh, the game mostly takes place in the North American Empire, and the uh, participants are play are you know now the characters play um, uh, is professional athletes who play the sport of X crawl, which is a a uh, live televised death sport where they uh, create artificial dungeons inside of arena settings. Um, 
and uh, they um, they they ha- it has all of the elements that you would expect from a regular dungeon. It's got monsters and traps and everything, um, but it also has. Uh, you know, like a kind of a game show feel to it. You know what I'm saying? There's there there are referees running around. There are cameramen running around. There's a DJ who's your dungeon judge, who is your person inside, the actual designer of the entire uh, thing. They're in charge of bringing in monsters and you know, like setting you know setting up the design and all of this. So um, players go through and they have to deal with all, all the regular you know things you expect from a dungeon, but they're also having to work the crowd. They're these are celebrity. They're these are celebrity wannabes who are trying to become superstars. So they have to uh, get sponsorships. Uh, they have to, you know, respond to all the pressure about being in a, in a team, you know, in you know this kind of environment. So um, it's it's got a lot of uh, a lot of opportunities for some real weird role play and some really weird strategic encounters. You know, since the dungeons are all artificial and are all sort of like put together by designers who are literally there. You know, trying to, um, you know, to try to shock an audience, trying to like get draw people in and keep people watching TV. Then, um, you you know, you can go all the way with these encounters, and they have to make no logical or ecological sense. You know, that you can have, you know, weird combinations of monsters and hazards that you would never see in the in the you know in the real in any kind of a real dungeon because it wouldn't make any sense. It doesn't matter if the monster would be too big for a room, too small for a room. No, never a question of. Well, you know, why do these things get along? They get along because they're professional monsters or they're Shanghai enforced. So um, that's a lot of fun. my favorite parts. <laughs> oh, yeah. No. yeah, thank as, you. As a, as a funhouse dungeon guy, 100%, I love that aspect of it because it is, it's the, it's the weird inverse of the funhouse dungeon. We're going to make, we'll just do anything we want. And then yeah. we don't have to have a reason that exists because there's a reason it exists. So you're kind is of, it- you know. Exactly. The reason it exists is you're there to sell tickets, to sell advertisement, and to to, to basically for one your your show to top the show down the street. You know what I mean? You're trying to push it up further and get the more the most unique, the most deadly monster, put on the greatest spectacle. You know, so 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 one thing about um, X Crawl, there are, there are a few things I like, but I'll take classes next. Well, there are more than a few things, but the one of the things I like best is the classes. Um, so that you've got kind of a com the two kind of elements I'll kind of call out here are you've got like takes on DCC classes that are a little different, like the blaster, who's kind of the wizard of X crawl, mm-hmm. the messenger, who's the cleric of X crawl, and they're different, and there's new X crawl spells for them and that sort of thing. Um, and then there are you've also taken, like you were saying, it's in the sort of D D world. So you've also given us the half orc class for DCC, the I think half elf, the gnome, etc. Mm-hmm. Et the half orc is my personal favorite. Thank you. But yeah, I mean, I had a, I've always I always immediately grab that one any time I get to play <laughs> a game because I'm I just love it. Um, so so tell us a little more. You know, go into the give us a better rundown of that than the classes. Um, no, well, that, that's that's actually pretty accurate. So the um, you know the 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 X crawl, the current X crawl classes came from they're they're sort of a reworking of so there were earlier editions. Um, X uh, X crawl originally came out in 2002 and it was written for the 3.0 rules, and then in 2014 I did a, I think it was 2014 um, the, we did a Pathfinder version of the rules and that one had all of its own classes and that one had the brawler, the blaster, the specialist, you know all, all of those things. Oh. <laughs> Sorry, y'all can't see, but people are people are showing their books in the background. It's making me yeah. happy. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Um, uh, but um, so um, so I wanted you know the, the, these are now the dungeon crawl classics versions of all of those character classes. So these are all um, you know they're the, the they're really designed like the like I'm trying to say they are um, my when I went to go create all of the new classes I wanted them to be slightly more effective in an actual X crawl environment but slightly parts you know so a brawler is great in an arena you know in the middle of a, of a you know like a fight like that but um would have a, a you know, wouldn't wouldn't be as effective in a real world dungeon as a as a warrior as his counterpart there, and that goes for all the classes. Hmm. So, so were you, you guys see me? I'm I'm getting I'm getting. Oh. Oh, sorry, were you specifically looking to fill out that roster of fantasy classes like the half orc and the gnome and all huh. of that? 
Well, you know, I, I, what I wanted to do was there to be, I wanted there to be a continuance from the older versions to the modern version. You know, I was thinking about people who would, some, you know, if, if people were fans of the Pathfinder edition and then came to the X-Crawl edition, I would hate for them to not be able to play a version of their characters from back then. That, you know, that's a, to me, that would be a, a big gap. So you had to have half-orcs, you had to have half-elves. But then I did my version of it, which is, well, the DCC version of that, which is, of course, racist class, you know. So you've got, you know, your half-orc is your, the half-orc is like, you know, he's your your brawler. He's kind of like, a, I think for a certain kind of player, that kind of like, I don't care what happens to me. I'm going to go and hit something. And if the thing eats me, it's just going to eat me. I think for that kind of player, this is going to be their new favorite class because they have this, they have the wild attack, uh, which like, Essentially, they get a they at the end of their round, they can you know t- you know declare they're doing a wild attack. They put their face out there, and uh, the, their opponent gets a free shot on them. And uh, whatever happens, if they if they hit or the, if the opponent hits or misses, if they you know take damage, if it kills them, they still get their free shot in there. You know, I think it's going to be very appealing to a certain kind of a DCZ player. You know, it's great so. for ratings. It is great for ratings. And if you're, you know, if you're that half work, eventually they're going to know he's not kidding around. He will absolutely, he'd rather kill you than survive, you know, and that's a, that's a very serious statement, I think, for a, uh, for a professional athlete, you know. Well, um, no wonder yeah. Julian plays that. It's the chaotic. <laughs> <laughs> they're pretty, yes. yeah. It, it's, it's kind of the Julian's chaotic warrior writ large, you know. But yeah, I hope Aye. that people who are, have come from those older editions will find something they really like in the character classes that um, we've created for X-Crawl Classics. No, well, well said. And I think, you know, I think you could actually take those guys out, the half-work gnome, etc., and you could play, if you wanted a game that felt like D&D in 1983 or 1989 or 1992 or something, let's not go for that because, uh, but no. But if you wanted that and, you know, DCC has sort of a literary bent, which is great, but you wanted to get back to the classic roots of old school gaming and have your orc and your half orc and your gnome and stuff, you could, you know, run through Gygaxian funhouse dungeons with these guys and just use it for, a, you know, sort of a funhouse dungeon conversion to OSR D&D-ish, you know, type things. Absolutely. So, and I really hope people will take those classes and use them in other systems, other settings, you know. I, I and it's all it's all DCC compatible. So if you want to take seven weird frontiers characters or, you know, whatever, <laughs> um, or of course standard oh, yeah. you know, DCC oh, yeah. classes or MCC classes, you just, you know, pop them in there. Yeah. Now, I had a request. Oh, sorry. Now go go ahead. No, so I, I had a request from uh, for Origins this year. Some friends of mine who I was running an adventure for them, they uh, they wanted to do um, Love Mutants of uh, Castle Heartache, but they wanted to do that with an X-Crawl team. And it was the funniest time. They they declared that their whole team was a polycule that had been like, you know, split, split up by the events of that adventure that were fighting to get their cohesion back. It was it was extraordinary. A lot of fun. The guy in the dark kind of game. Yeah. <laughs> that that's the romance one with the bald guy on the cover with like the Yeah, bald guy. Yeah. That guy looks uh, suspiciously like John Carnes, I just want to say. I, <laughs> it's um, it's it's literally Harley Stroh. Um uh, I, you know, I I that was like I we I, we actually had him take a bunch of pictures of himself, you know, for the artist. So, I promise you, I don't know. Okay. But, and then okay. there's the boudoir pick on the back, which is just... Then there's the... That's <laughs> yours truly. My, my first ever cover pick. I'm so proud. So we Can't will... We- we'll we'll <laughs> link that in the show notes, because that is... Uh, <laughs> yes. Um, now, I want to hear more about this fame and mojo. Sure. So the, the mojo system has been around since the earliest iteration of the game. Mojo represents the unconscious power of teamwork that, uh, you know, you know, unconscious. Makes, <laughs> no, it, it does. That where you're, you know, you don't, you don't, you don't, okay. you don't like, Hey, here's a team thing I'm doing. You know, you, you mesh together, you work together, you train, and then you get to where, you know, you just sort of like know how everybody is and you, you push your teammates to be better and your teammates want to be better because they want to support you because you have that team dynamic, you know? So Mojo is the, both the representation of that and it also creates a little bit of that at the table. 
So the, the way it works is in the so the in the you know it's always been a bonus pool that you were able to give points to you know you don't use the points yourself you give them to your allies when you see them in trouble. So if one of your friends is like, all right, I'm going to jump over the chasm, or I'll cast this spell that we have to get off to survive, or I'll try to save our buddy, you know, with a, with a healing, you know. Uh, lay on hands, then um, you can always say, all right, I'll take some points out of the mojo pool. Take a point, take a point, take a point. Um, and, you know, to, 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 you know, to do whatever it is they have to do. Um, so in the original, it used, it used to be a shared pool of points that they would all work together. And um, I was working on changing that for the DCC version when Lankmar came out. And uh, I read the fleeting luck rules one time and went, oh, that's perfect. And uh, immediately, uh, like you know, reached out to um, to um, Joseph and was, or rather, excuse me, to, to Michael. And I was like, Mr. Curtis, can I please completely gaffle this system for for this? So if, if you're if you're familiar with how um, uh, uh, fleeting luck works, it's very similar, except that you don't ever use the points for yourself; you give them to your friends when they are in trouble. Hmm. So um, it, it you know it really does create it, it creates this sense of teamwork between the characters, but it really also helps, I think create teamwork at the table because you have to keep an eye on what your allies are doing or you're going to leave resources on the table to die and um nobody no no gamer wants to do that so hmm. mm -hmm. which which leads to a lot of media sessions where the brawler is there you know covered in in sweat and grease painted bruises and he's like i just want to help the team win i'm really I'm really just looking for the team to win. I did. Yeah. Uh, oh, that, not, that's exactly the, the locker uh, team. Just here to do what I can for the team. Just here to support, you know. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Just, just yeah. glad to get it. Okay. Anyway, um, <laughs> fame and fame and grandstanding. Sure. So fame is a really important part of the X crawl experience because you know you're you're playing wannabe celebrity athletes. So um you fame is just as important as you know, like really any other aspect of the game to the to the the actual players. So um, fame, it, it, you have enough, you earn fame points. You have a fame score composed of those that you earn by working the crowd and by doing amazing, cool things. And by getting your name out there and being in front of the, you know, becoming a part of the, the bigger media gestalt, you know? So um, you earn fame by, by the, the basic way is by grandstanding. So, you know, you, you work the crowd, the crowd always has a DC and that DC can be affected like, you know, like, you know, lower if you're a home team, higher if you're, you know, from, you know, rival city, you know what I'm saying? Uh, and then, uh, you know, it happens, you know, New York, New Jersey, you know what I'm saying? Or, mm, Bo yeah. or Boston and anyone, I can say, yeah. after having lived there. Yeah. You know? um, but... Um, so you you know you you earn fame points and then um, you know like um, having those fame points in a um, in a uh, campaign is super important. You know you'll um, the, the your, your your fame score is actually your percentage chance to be recognized in a public space. So like anywhere you are, if your if your fame point score is fifteen, you roll percentage dice, and if, if it's fifteen or less, someone's like, oh hey, there's yada yada from the the, the, the X Crawl team that I watched last night. I'll go over and say hey. Um, you know, obviously good or good and bad, you know what I'm saying? But also you can, um, you can, you can do what's called fame burn, ah, fame mm, burn. You can, um, for, for mm. my and pals, uh, you can do fame burn in order to like get sort of celebrity bennies, you know? So like, you know, you get pulled over doing a, you know, 200 miles an hour in your Lamborghini and, uh, you spend a couple of fame points. You're like, you know who I am? You can't give me a ticket. And they let you go because they saw you on Saturday Night Live once, you know, or whatever it happens to be, you know. Um, so there's all kinds of things you can use, you can spend fame on, you know, uh, representing you throwing around your celebrity clout in order to make good things happen for you, you know. X Girl really, in a lot of ways, it's about it's about celebrity culture in a lot of ways, and kind of how mm. how bizarre it is in America, and what you know, just what the you know. I, I, I hope it's uh, I hope it's both a really fun surface game with a lot of great encounters and a good time, and I also hope that it works as a a real satire of mm. everything that's going on in our crazy modern world. I just have one question, Brendan. Can we still spell burn in there? 
Absolutely, you can spell burn. You got a spell burn in there. Yes, yeah, and, and you better. <laughs> Thank um, you. Yes, uh, blasters, blasters, and gnomes can both spell burn to pump their uh, spells up. It has it really. Like you said it's completely compatible. You know, um, the mighty deeds of arms. Yes, um, there are. You know, um, there aren't the, the, the there aren't any special luck characters like halflings or thieves, but there are special mojo characters. The jammer, that's your hype man, is a special mojo character. He has special mojo points and so does your gnome your gnome is a um your gnome is like becomes the team mascot and uh even when the chips are down he's always there like rooting for you so when everyone it's one rolls a natural one on an attack roll spell check or skill check everybody loses their mojo but the gnome rolls a die and gets that many mojo points that he can therefore spend and you know keep the team bouncing so nice Nice. He, he's he's the Jeff Goad of the team, is what you're saying. He's the Jeff Goad of the team. I love it. I love it. I'll tell you, you want to hear Jeff's specific contribution to X-Crawl? Yeah. So uh, uh, the there's a, a mercurial magic table in there, like there is for Dungeon Crawl Classics. And my mercurial magic table goes from negative 129 to positive 130 uh, with no dead space, there's no like middle bit in there. With nice. for our okay, that, that, so. That's just padding for word count. Come on, never, never. never. Uh, that's full I, functional. Yeah, <laughs> very nice. Hey, nothing but um, love, man. Uh, grandstanding, and then I want to hear about all the all the stuff. Okay, cool. There. Like patrons, spells, blah, blah, blah. But first, tell us about grandstanding. Sure. So grandstanding is how you earn fame points. You can grandstand two times during any uh, X-Crawl encounter in order to earn fame. Uh, one time while the encounter is still going on. And one time, like, you know, so you, you do something amazing. And you get the crowd pumped up for a minute, make your roll, hopefully earn a point of fame. And one more time, the round immediately preceding combat. Well, you know, you win. We all woo! Yeah, look what we did and you know you give them a give them a, give it a check and hopefully earn some fame points that way and then of course it's a you know your um the, the their the dj your 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 um, judge your you know dungeon judge can like decide you know you might earn fame points for other stuff you know what i'm saying even even things out in the real world you know an especially violent tar- tavern brawl or uh you know you have a terrible breakup that leads to some drama where you and you know, you and your ex are screaming at each other in the Waffle House. You know, if someone if someone gets that on 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 camera and posts that, boom, you might get a fame point from that because there's no such thing as bad publicity. Nice. Now we have a question in the uh, Twitch chat here: Is fame used only outside the arena? Um, there are certain things that you can use um, for in the arena, but mostly it's a role playing thing for outside of it. You know, think of like. Yeah. Fame being the points that you can use outside the arena, just like Mojo are the points that you can use inside the arena. You know what I'm saying? So two tiers. Mm-hmm. There, there, there would be some cases where you could, and uh, you know, there are famous monsters that are out there. You know, um, that have uh, they're you know they they, they work wait. the circuit. Yeah, they they work the circuit. They've got their own fan clubs, and uh, they they you know so you know you might find yourself in a situation where you're up against another creature and like you know who wore it better kind of a situation you or rust the troll yeah, yeah this i think you know i've run i don't know 15ish or 20 games of x crawl and there you know i had a blast but the campaign stuff i've never really got to touch because it's all one shots you're at the con mm-hmm. you sit down you leave da 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 so yeah i think yeah. it'd be really fun to get in there and start screwing around you know fame sounds fun but even getting in players heads with rival teams and sure. managers and dungeon judges you know dissing them on x not twitter anymore oh i don't know whatever the <laughs> uh is there an internet? I don't I don't know if there's an internet in X <laughs> it's sort of pre-internet there right? there is it's you know what um in the in the earlier versions of it, there was no internet, you know. Hmm. But um, one of the things that that's changed for the um, for the Xcrawl Classics edition is that now um, the the this 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 version this universe's X World has uh, an internet and it's completely two tiered, just like society. Yeah. If you're poor, you have a, a citizen cell phone or a crappy computer that you can you know it, it doesn't connect well. You can only use it within the confines of one city. Data is slow, and you are completely monitored by the government. There's no expectation of right to privacy so anything you put out there is watching you and you're like the emperor's a fink the next day people are coming to your house and it's mm. going to go badly for you you know mm. 
Or if you're if you're you know in the one percent, if you're an aristocrat, you're in the, the you know the higher tier. Then wow, well then you get a spell phone, and that spell phone you only have to charge it one time a year. You know what I mean? It works anywhere in the world. You can like do anything you want unmonitored. You know it's you know it's, it's a totally different thing. So uh, so mm-hmm. uh, so the um, if you're if you're a commoner, they have an internet like a repressive country. You like you would expect in a repressive country where they um, you, you don't have any like opera. You know. No, no expectation of privacy. And if you're rich, yeah, just like in the real world, you're immune. Nice, nice. I, I like, I like That's the little... elements of like idiocracy and paranoia, <laughs> and you know all that stuff. That that, uh, yeah, yeah. Ne- needless to say, um, Brendan, give us a quick rundown. We got to wrap up here, but give us a quick rundown of like. I know there's patrons in there, new patrons. Yes. There's a bunch of spells and those are, you know, totally compatible. Yep. You could use them in anything. Uh, what else do we get? What else is in the book? Uh, so five new patrons. There are two complete dungeons that come with the book, just like in the back of the DCC core book. The, the book is standalone. You can play the X-Crawl game just, just with the X-Crawl book. So, um, but it's got, um, you know, uh, yeah, a, a whole, it's got a bestiary, a whole bunch of new monsters. It's got rules on the gods of uh, the world. There's the gods of Olympus and, and certain other ones. Um, it has, uh, it's got all kinds of, you know, what? Well, you, you mentioned like, uh, adventures taking, um, place outside of the arena. And one of the things that Xcrawl has, I brought back a Goodman Games classic from the earliest days. There's a, a table, 100 ideas for adventures outside the arena. Mm. So, um, you know, so you can actually, you know, it's awesome. oh, just, they're just adventure prompts, you know what I'm saying? But they'll, um, you know, give, give people ideas, I hope, to run really cool, really interesting world uh, adventures in X World that take place outside of what they do. Cool. And last question Is there a funnel in X Crawl? Oh, yeah. There's one in the back of the book. There is X Crawl's Got Talent by uh, my esteemed colleague and arch enemy, uh, Valerie Emerson. Nice. Um, and, uh, there's, a the, there's also, um, there are, uh, a group of adventures that are coming out with the Kickstarter. And one of those is indeed a funnel. It is Murder Mountain Smackdown, uh, with a, a wonderful art by Doug Kovacs. I can't wait till people can check out. Well, you can check it out now. It's been posted like 10 times. Um, yeah. but, uh, you know, I, I hope it's a lot of fun. It's, uh, I, I sure had fun doing it and, uh, right. boy, <laughs> and the casualties were high. So get ready for that action. <laughs> Good. All right. I'm also looking forward to the possibility of some re-releases of the existing mm-hmm. DCC X crawl stuff with 100 percent rules. Yeah. Yeah. I I would love that. And uh, you know, you know, watch this space. All right. Mm-hmm. <laughs> All right. Well, thank you very much. Yeah. Uh thank you. DJ Labas. Uh okay. Thanks for being with us. And obviously the Kickstarters goes in the show notes. It's going to be up for a couple weeks. Uh, when, if you listen to this, like when we post it or in the next, you know, two days or whatever mm-hmm. on your way to Gen Con, hit the Kickstarter, do the right thing. You know how it is. Be a commercial type, you know, obey judge Brendan in all things. And actually you did that, that you'd come up pretty good. If you just did that, if you don't listen, to, <laughs> don't listen to me, listen to judge Jen and, and judge Brendan. Now, if you listen to me, you'll have more fun, but if you listen to them, you'll do better in life and have more friends. So that's, probably- <laughs> I don't guarantee that at all. Yeah. Okay. Um, do not adjust your dial. The next thing we're about to do is going to probably create new levels of horror and uh, chaos in the in the stream of your consciousness so do you know if you need to sit down if you need to check your bandwidth if you need to you know put an internet filter on or or however that works i don't know just be careful because we're going to descend out of the crypt and do a couple zombie emails and then we'll be back with some very special guests let's do this thing Welcome back to the crypt. Nobody cares about me. It's just me and a bunch of empty crypts and emails that were never answered by Jeff Goad and others. It's terrible. They've ignored you people and they deserve to be punished. 
and I I will read your email toiling through the guts and the rats and the stones of the crypts. I will read your emails. So I'm back to do it with two new emails. This one comes to us from Jonathan Kurtz. August of 2021. Jonathan writes, Hey, Judges J. I started listening to the awesome Spellburn Library from the beginning in April of some long-gone year. And I'm finally on the current episode. A ways back, I hear Judge Julian mention Escape from the Hall of Presidents. Is this an RPG? A module or a joke? I can't find anything on it. As a history buff and a relatively new DCC MCC player judge, it sounds like it could be a lot of fun. Well, Jonathan, the problem is Jonathan. Escape from the Hall of Presidents is written by Jonathan Carnes, and he has run it at many uh conventions but he is lazy he is lazy he has been told to write it up as an adventure and make it available in a zine or anywhere and he is obstinate he is defiant so email jonathan carnes or tweet him or something x him or that sounds bad you contact him and demand it demand it our next email comes to us. It's really long from Judge Mark. Judge Mark writes, I am a new DCC RPG judge. At least I will be on November 9th when I run my first session. Oh yeah, this is October of 2021. He has a long paragraph about calling yourself a judge. We don't care about that. Okay. He likes... To mix in his chocolate and peanut butter. He has a long paragraph about that. That's great. Okay. I have two ideas on how to do fighters and rogues in my fifth edition game. Now, notice he has the perspicacity to write us about fifth edition as if, well, I don't even think that's the right word. Anyway, I have two ideas on how to do fighters and rogues, which I think. 5e rolls the biggest fumbles on, and I wanted to know what you all thought of my ideas since one of them is cribbing from DCC. The first non-DCC idea is to universalize the Battlemaster subclass. Good grief. Battlemaster sub... Oh, God. Okay. In this version, fighters and rogues would get a pool of dice, the number and value of which would increase as they go up in level... They could spend these dice to improve two hit and damage for clutch rolls or to power various special abilities. Introducing a resource management mechanic would let me increase the power of a fighter and rogue abilities, and they'd be limited use powers. And not to mention having a resource to spend would give fighters and rogues more to do than hit things with their axe or knife, etc. The second idea lifted from DCC is to give them deed dice. Of course, 5e being a more heavily structured game, I'd probably say that fighters and rogues have access to a limited number of mighty deed charts, probably given by fighting style and skill. What? What? There is no question, Mark. Judge Mark, you must use the first idea, the free form idea. Dice pull it! Dice pull it like you're a Swedish edgelord! Free form! There shall be no structured deeds! If I hear anything more about structured deeds, I will drag you down to the crypts! I will find you, and I will inflict my rules vengeance. My rules vengeance, my quantum rules vengeance as I come in and out of this background. Yes, Judge Mark, there should only be form deeds. I do really kind of like your dice pool idea. That's fairly cool. All right, that's it. I know this has been. I sometimes I even horrify myself. Alana, please take us back so I can wallow in the grief of my un. Uh, 
Dash Life. Deeply apologize. That may have been too unsettling for some viewers um, and listeners. So, uh, you know. It's entertaining. Yeah, the email zombie, he gets a little wound up sometimes about um, certain rules questions uh, and the pronunciation of Gesh and other things. So let's, uh, let's, let's move on. We have um, two guests, and they came in costume. Well, maybe not. I don't know. I I, th- I think they've got a great look going here. For our listeners, um, we've got Jert, uh, otherwise known as Jared Crater, uh, multiple any winning award, multiple any award winning editor. There writer, you go. <laughs> uh, G- uh, judge, GM, uh, man about town, and the whole thing. And, and alumnus. Alumnus. He, he's, Spel- he's a Spelburn alum. 100%. <laughs> And he's also wearing, I got to sort of describe this Clifford, the dog, werebear costume that he's got on. I'm told it's a werebear. It looks like kind of like a Clifford, the dog, but he still looks Jarrett sized. And I know that he's not a giant red dog sized Jarrett. But anyway. At least okay. not last time. Not last time I saw him. And then we have Stella, who is uh, gracing us with a, a very kind of... Um, email zombie apropos type makeup and that's that is working for me so you guys Mm -hmm. i love the enthusiasm thank you for bringing it um and stella is joining us she is a creator who i believe has some stuff coming with space penguin with jared Uh, nine planned nine planned and that's only with space penguin inc i have other stuff planned that is not specific I don't know if it's with Space Penguin yet. Well, you're okay. on the roll, Stella. That's awesome. That is crazy. So, um, you know, we've heard Jared talk a lot. So, Stella, tell us about, you know, how did you get involved in DCC originally? Uh, well, let's see. Uh, that I I can't really recall uh, how I got involved. Um, I know that. Uh, I definitely, I think I definitely picked it up in a massive bundle one time at an, or another. And I looked through it and I saw that like, oh, this uses a D30, which was enough to get me hooked. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> you know, I, I'm a, I'm a big, I'm a big fan of uh, geometry. Mm. Uh, mm. You know, very, like, like many people are. Uh, and I just kind of uh, got into it, and I fell in love with the ethos of just, just you know, just put it in there because it's cool. Um, I've uh, I've made a lot of stuff for like Mothership and stuff for the past, so I'm like no stranger to making stuff. Uh, but mm-hmm. like getting That's over and like doing. Familiar. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You you might you might have seen me from something called Rimbound Transmission. I did a I did a pamphlet a month for an entire year, and mm-hmm. I'm a little burnt out on that. Uh, but I am working on a lot of DCC stuff at the moment, mm-hmm. uh, including uh, one massive monster book and an adventure called Prison of the Forsaken Bear God, uh, which okay. is why I. Why me as a cultist summoned the werebear. The werebear. I, I, don't, know should, I don't know where I should point to to point to Jert, uh, but <laughs> assume I point in the correct direction. That's why there's a werebear here. You you pointed all around, so you hit Perfect. him at, at, at one point. So <laughs> that, exactly, oh, all my base is covered at one point. Okay, Jert, Mister Werebear, Judge Werebear. Um, why is there so many Mothership DCC connections? I, uh, Mothership appears to be a good game. Um, uh, Mothership's uh, Mothership's pretty all right. I got to take the head off. It's just so hot. It must be yeah. really hot. <laughs> I've been sitting here the whole time. I should have put it on like right before the break, but I'm in Trooper and, uh, and VG was like, you must be hot. And I was like, I'm dying. Uh, uh, I, I am still in Florida, unlike Jen. And then, whew, um, Sorry, dude. <laughs> 
So uh, I, why um, I think uh, part of the reason that uh, Mothership uh, DCC have a connection is you know I'm editor in chief on the Mothership line, and I really really love it. And kind of part of what I brought to that team was kind of the wild you know playing. I told it up the other day I've been playing DCC for twelve of the thirteen years, or is it? 11 of the 12 years it's 12 yeah. of the 13 does anybody remember at this point yeah. since it's yeah, not officially in 12 so right yeah. so officially. i've been playing it for 11 of 11 of the 11 or 10 yeah, the yeah, 11 yeah. years something all like of them. that just um, all of them and I mean, I, you know, from back in the day, you know, being a co-host on Spillburn and uh, making a bunch of appearances on uh, the late great drink spin run and um, going to all the shows and running after hours and, you know, just all of the creation and all the stuff over the last several years. So I kind of brought that, like Stella said, uh, if it's cool, put it in there. You know, one of the ethos is uh, mm-hmm. one of the ethos. Those at Space Penguinique is uh, just make shit weird. Like on the back of Stella's Red Solstice zine is make shit weird, make weird shit. You know, like that's what we do. So, um, yeah. Uh, and uh, as Blowfish just pointed out, they are highly thality games. Uh, that is the that is the best part uh, about both of the games. Uh, I was going through a bunch of binders the other night and pulling out. I had stuff from a tournament funnel that I ran uh, like w- 2015 or 16 um and i just did a it was all 10th level wizards uh all just uh spell dueling and blasting themselves out yeah i might be one of the few people that knows how spell duels work before spell duels were figured out like Mm. you know not they were written but i remember the early days people were confused and i was like no no you just do it like this it, right? My version might be total bull, but you never know. Now, now you're you're tripping my um, thinking about Gen Con, and unfortunately, I'm not going to be there. But um, I'm. A, is there a Doug Con at Gen Con this year? Yeah, there's after hours uh, at the Embassy Suites, as far as I know, uh, as per usual. I myself will not be there, so I will miss uh, Elena, and I will miss Brendan, and I will miss Jen, and Doug, and Wayne, and Matt, and Harley and Stefan and Dad, I'm gonna stop. Um, I'm really gonna miss everybody. Uh, I'm gonna be uh, on a large-ish trip, um, visiting uh, a bunch of folks uh, over in the UK and England and spreading the word. I do get to see Bruce Cunnington. I get to see Bruce. I get to see Bruce. So that's awesome. Brother Bruce. Yes. I know. So if Um, so, if you are in Gen Con next year, go to Embassy Suites, get involved in DougCon, go go one night, go any night, go every night. Uh, it's usually at night, right? And wherever they're doing mm-hmm. their open gaming. Yeah. yeah, usually at some point after the booth closes, after dinner and stuff, and it'll either be downstairs among the general populace, or last year they actually uh, took it upstairs to a room with like 12 tables. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, and we got really loud in those in the, in that room because we were closed in for once. <laughs> it was yeah. really great. Yeah, it was great. We could get even louder than we normally are. I so, is to... there is there a specific uh, line of games like um, uh, rules engine of games that you're planning on putting out, or are you sticking with like just the third party scene of all of them, Mothership, DCC, etc. Yeah, so our launch titles, uh, you know, there was a, a little bit of sprinkling of all the systems that I love uh, and and or worked on. Um, I actually, well, it's funny you asked that. I woke up a couple of days ago with the dreaded fantasy heartbreaker uh, in my head. And I know a bunch of people watching this are probably going to start laughing in the chat now and because uh, I've said I'm not going to do it. I'm not going to do it. But uh, uh, I'm chipping away uh, a little bit at that. Um, I'm also working with a couple of other folks on their systems as well. But yeah, our focus mostly is going to be on supplementary modular modular material uh, for the games that we all play and love. Um, And then next year, um, uh, there's a couple of board games coming down the line. There's some card games. um, There's some other stuff. So yeah, a culmination of 
working in this biz for about 12 years and just being like, okay, uh, we're going to do it. Uh, and I'm lucky to have folks like Stella along and she's just like, do you want to publish this? And I'm just like, prison of forsaken bear God. And then what's the, what's the next one? Uh, uh Oh, mm-hmm. after that, it's going to be profane city of the under elves and then yes. heavenly bloodshed as the final of the adventures. Are they uh-huh. are are they linked? Are they? Kind of- uh, yes, they are linked. I, I I they're not going to be like you do this and then you do this and then you do this. It's just going to be these three are all very close together in proximity. So mm-hmm. you can probably have a campaign with all three. Uh, Prison of the Forsaken Bear God is based off of uh, fit, uh both Finnish and Germanic folk belief. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it's a hex crawl to steal the name of a god. Uh, so that'll be fun. Uh, Profane City of the Under Elves, that's going to be my take on doing a a drow adventure. Because I really, I really like the idea of drow. It's just, I, I, I feel like, I feel like there's a lot in a lot of stuff. They're, they're very lacking. So I'm going to be going all out. Uh, and also, uh, just as a hint, uh, there's going to be no driders, but there will be drentipedes. Oh, nice. Ugh. That's terrifying. Yeah, I know. They're, they're perpetual mistakes of locomotion. I hate seeing those things. Can they, can they be, can there be at least one human drentipede in there? That's all I, I'm asking. Well, no, that would, that would be a hintipede. A hintipede. Oh. Oh. <laughs> okay, yeah, so you, D for drown. So you gave us two. What's the, the other one? Uh, the third one is Heavenly Bloodshed, which is, um, the, the two modules have, gods is a very important thing in both of them and i thought what if the gods got in a fist fight hmm. uh so the uh the the as of now unnamed goddess of the centipedes and karabur the imprisoned god of bears are going to duke it out and destroy the countryside that's uh just... they had it coming it's all good yeah exactly <laughs> tell us the name of your uh bestiary or bestiary i i pronounce it uh both ways depending on my mood uh that's going to be called the cretan codex uh (laughs) this january i started uh i started a project to myself everyone else was starting dungeon 23 stuff but i knew what i was going to do is i was going to make a monster book one monster a day for 500 days uh that's ambitious. It is. And with over 200 monsters done, I'm saying that I've I've got it in me. Uh, there's a bunch of stuff in there, uh, ranging from the downright horrific to the downright goofy. Uh, there's stuff like the, uh, just off the top of my head, the blood pudding, um, which is a slime that wants to live inside your blood and eat all of your blood. Uh, but there's also... Okay. There's also the butt holder, which is a beholder with that instead of having eyes, it's a butt. You know, so <laughs> the, the widest range of human emotions possible. Uh, yes. On on top of that, it's going to have additional crit tables for fairies and celestials as well as swarms. Uh, additional random generators Worth for undead. For yeah, yeah. Uh, re- uh, to add more like random features to undead because I love that. And expanded dragon generation that includes more powers, uh, both martial and special, and uh, triples the amount of breath weapons. Uh, wow. wow. Yeah. And, uh, that and, sounds evil. I love it. And, um, now, Jarrett, will you be uh, editing as well as producing these things? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, okay. All of the stuff, uh, most of the stuff, there are a couple of things that I've been like, I don't have the time, but um, the majority of the stuff coming out from uh, Space Penguining, uh, I have been editing on it. And uh, yeah, I want to, uh, editing a, a 500 and publishing a 500 monster book. No, you've, you've all, you've now met Stella and you see how her brain works. And I, I we, we work together on a lot of stuff. And it's, so it's a real treat. Uh, and and our friend Chow is in the chat right now, and we're slowly uh, working on uh, possibly uh, torturing him into doing all 500 uh, illustrations. Yeah. Uh, we're, we're so, sorry about that, hyper- Chow. Yeah, hyperbolic time prison. Only choice. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> wow. Yeah. So uh, just 
from one editor to another, you're doing editing, you're doing producing, are you also doing the layout? Um, no, Stella actually yeah, does I, her layout oh, uh, on the books that she writes. Yes, I'm like the I'm like the Tom Cruise of books. I do okay. my own layout. Nice. Good to know. That is uh that is pretty interesting. Yeah. Um can't, I can't wait think, to see them. I can't yeah. think of writers who do their own layout except for when Joseph was doing it in the early both writing and doing layout in the early days, really. I'm yeah. sure there are others, but um none pop into mind. Okay, we're gonna have to wrap it up here. But Jared, I have at least one final question for you. Mm -hmm. is, is it is it about thieves indeed dice in 5e because i'm not gonna i'm not gonna step on the zombies toes i know i don't know anything about that um <laughs> but i what i really want to know is when do we get our forest agire actually now you're making me really curious about when do we get um bear gods and heavenly bloodshed and stuff like that but it sounds like that's a little further out but you know a couple months ago we had forest on here and we were talking about the at the mutants of madness mm -hmm. do we have a do we have a date coming on that, uh, that is, um yours yours truly is uh going to be uh putting final finishing touches on uh any editing on that and uh working up the art order uh with the aforementioned chow who is going to be doing elos for that uh all the interior interiors uh and the back stuff um and then that one's going to get um in ye old layout machine i think by stella possibly probably say <laughs> hey, stella you that, guess that's, what that's news to me i love the work <laughs> um um have, probably here at the end uh, probably should be working art should be working middle of august um i have Ooh. a i have a very long flight uh tuesday morning you know eight hours uh, and i won't be able to sleep at all so i'm gonna be like try this try this try this and, and chow's gonna be like i, I y'all <laughs> should check out chow clips on twitter like just does the most amazing stuff and like it's i'm i'm stoked for it um and then um yeah and then prison of the forsaken bear god um is gonna come out probably mid or mid-september mm -hmm. yeah yeah yep. oh, okay. mm -hmm. yeah, that yeah, one's yeah. pretty on um yeah. and then we've got some other stuff um we've got um uh, another uh forbidden song book at not dcc but um uh, skirmish miniatures uh more is coming out very soon we've got a uh, hodel island which is for troika uh but also has um other surprise stats in there too possibly mothership you don't know um yeah we're we're, we're cross compatibility uh, a, a a lot of the models and stuff that we put out because y'all know me i can kind of run whatever and whatever and i want people to feel a little bit more comfortable with picking up something for dcc and slapping it in a mothership and in picking up something for troika and running it in bx and you know stuff like that cool so, yeah. cool um, well, guys um i think yeah. we better i think we better wrap we're about at time um but it's been great to to meet stella to catch yes. up with the, judge werebear uh as well as uh have a uh, a manic uh mania x crawl extravaganza with judge brendan so thanks to our guests today uh it's been great to see you um mega thanks to glitter wizard loot the body and saint Karloff for their music and i really have been germinating the idea of doing a music episode with bands if possible i don't i think that would be amusing and also tough to arrange. But anyway, um, we'll obviously be releasing this out on the podcast. And by the way, I am aware there are some issues <clears throat> with having some of our older episodes on the Apple Let's... and the Google and the Spotify and stuff like that. So go to spellburn.net and you can get all our episodes. They're there. And I will eventually work with our patron, Acroma, and we will get everything corrected eventually but in the meantime you they all are there on spellburn.net just go there and get them there um and that's it uh email is still funky but you can comment on youtube video there or you can just find my email and harass me online uh so do that uh corner 
judge Jen at Gen Con and tell her your favorite 20-minute uh, D&D character story. She would love to hear that. And um, also, um, all I want to say is just uh, thank you, everybody, and game on. Night, everyone. Bye. Provided by Glitter Wizard.